Carter. I'm Eloa. And I'm Erin. And if you don't know three black bitches who love true crime, you do now. This is the I Ain't a Killer podcast. Hey, fans. Happy Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. Happy Valentine's Day. I hope you're full of love. Are you going for my sexy voice? Oh. Welcome, listeners. It's Valentine's Day, and we're so happy to have you here. (laughs) Oh, sure. Is this a quiet store? Welcome to Quiet Store. My voice is not sexy. Hey. That's first grade. Real shit, I was going to audition for Dipsy that um, it's like audio, sexy audio books. And they are always looking for voice actors, so I was going to try out for that. You so. should. You should. That would be so cool. It would be great side money, right? No. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody that works there is listening, uh, you know, hit me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I may or may not have recorded a, um, a sexy audio book for a lover a time or two. That's very interesting. What? That is such a good gift. Right. <laughs> That's so cool. Especially for somebody who likes to read. Like, yeah. Like, listen to it. Yeah. Or like ASMR. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Ideas. <laughs> <laughs> um, we are going to start out the episode by letting y'all know that we have social media and you should follow us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. We're at I and a Killer Podcast. And then on Twitter, we're at I and a Killer Pod. We really want to talk to y'all. Some people have started like leaving comments and stuff and we freak out. Yeah, every single time. <laughs> yes. So follow us. Be our Valentine's Day date. Yeah. Even us up on Insta. I'm very excited. Let us know what y'all are doing. I'm solo poly and not partner. I'm not claiming single, but. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. I didn't know that was a thing. No. Solo poly. You can hit me up. I'm going to change it to I'm going to change my status to that. <laughs> I'm not going to claim you in public, but. <laughs> Just kidding. Love <laughs> Um, yeah. What else? We don't have anything else. Oh, uh, join us in the Facebook group. Yeah. It's still dry over there. It's crickets. Yeah. yeah. It's tumbleweeds. We need to do it. <laughs> we'll get to it. Yeah. One of these days it's going to be booming and then somebody else will have to take it over because it's going to be too much. Yeah. So we're going to need a moderator. Yes, manifesting. All yeah. that. I'll see you. Oh, I don't think we talked to them. Um, to all of our listeners from Poland. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we see y'all and we love y'all. It's random. Y'all. We don't want you to think we we we're laughing because we don't love y'all. We do. It was it was just a little bit of a shock. I I don't I, yeah I don't know anything about Poland. Yeah, apparently, oh, about like, <laughs> apparently we were like number fifty five, number fifty something for true crime podcasts in Poland on Apple Podcasts. And I'm just that's so cool, it but is. it's so random. It's like, so <laughs> random. But hey, I like Poland sausage. Yeah. <laughs> Never had it, but I'll try it. Reach out to us all, you Poland folks. Yeah, maybe we can have Polish. Polish. <laughs> See how much I know. <laughs> no, that was so random. I forget who I was with. And I was like, because I thought it was the U.S. at first. Yeah. But when I looked at it, I was like, Oh shit! Oh shit! And then I was like, and then I saw Poland. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, that's random. Very, very Eastern European. But I mean, I'm fucking with this shit. Y'all fucking with us? We fucking with Mm y'all. So yeah, that was cool. (laughs) Um, 
I guess any other things before we get into it? Mm, not that I can think of. Hello. Um, me either. Ooh. Sorry. That's my cat wanting some attention because I've been super busy all day. Not she at just home. hit her head on the table. I thought it was you. Mm-mm. <laughs> She's on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for this special Valentine's Day episode, we are going to run through a few short snippets of some Valentine's Day crime. And I think we want to continue this for all the holidays coming up. So if we if there's a holiday and y'all know some true crime that's happened around there or whatever, send it to us because we want to talk about it. Um, so I think Eleanor's going to get us started. Yeah, this is the story of the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. A classic. A classic. <laughs> it's got, um... Lots of violence, lots of specifically gun violence, I'm going to say. And uh, gang membership. <laughs> that's a, that's a thing. <laughs> All right. So this is the story of St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Uh, it says, the St. Valentine's Day Massacre shocked the world on February 14, 1929, when Chicago's north side erupted in gang violence. Gang warfare ruled the streets of Chicago during the late 1920s. Its chief gangster, Al Capone, we all knew this. Uh, sought to consolidate control by eliminating his rivals in the illegal trades of bootlegging, gambling, and prostitution. The rash of gang violence reached its bloody climax in a garage on the city's north side on February 14, 1929, when seven men associated with the Irish gangster George, quote-unquote, Bugs Morin. I didn't know, I didn't know that was a real thing. I just thought that was like that's something they put in cartoons. Bugsy? Yes, yeah, like, <laughs> So Judge Morin, George Morin, I'm going to say George Bugs Moran, uh, one of Capone's longtime enemies, was shot to death by several men dressed as policemen. The St. Valentine's Day Massacre, as it was known, remains an unsolved crime and was never officially linked to Capone, but he was generally considered to have been responsible for the murders. Uh, from 1924 to 1930, the city of Chicago gained a widespread reputation for lawlessness and violence. Um, Johnny Torrio. Um, was seriously wounded in the assassination attempt in uh, 1924. I guess he was like another gangster. Um, he, ushered, he was prohibition ushered in by the passage of the 18th Amendment in 1920 had greatly increased the earnings of American gangsters through bootlegging and speakeasies, as well as gambling and prostitution. So Capone's income from these activities was estimated to be some $60 million a year. $60 million? Yes. Oh, fuck. I, I'm, I had to make sure I read that right, so that's why I was like reading slow, trying to scan on it. Like, bitch, let <laughs> <laughs> me go back in time and be his um, right. His great grandkids got a date for Valentine's Day. So his net worth um, in 1927 was around 100 million, which is like you know a billion dollars today. Um, so over the years, Al Capone consolidated control of most of Chicago's crime rackets by ruthlessly gunning down his rivals. In 1924, authorities counted some 16, uh, 16 gang-related murders. This brand of slaying continued until 1929, reaching a high of 64 murders in one year during that time. So the FBI, they didn't have as much jurisdiction as they have today, and they didn't include uh, Chicago's gang-related activity, which is why it came to such a bloody, uh, bloody end. So the gang war uh, reached its climax on Valentine's Day, when uh, one of Capone's longtime enemies, uh, Bugs, 
ran his bootlegging operations out of a garage on 2122 North Clark Street. Damn, I just put these people out of the <laughs> On February 14th, seven members of Mor- Moran's operation were gunned down while standing lined up facing the wall of the garage. Some 70 rounds of ammunition were fired. And when police officers from the Chicago's 36th district arrived, they found one gang member, Frank Gusenberg, barely alive. And in the few minutes before he died, they pressed him to reveal what had happened. But Gusenberg wouldn't talk. Police could only find a few eyewitnesses, but eventually concluded that the gunmen dressed as police officers had entered the garage and pretended to be arresting uh, to be arresting the men. So though Moran and others immediately blamed the massacre on Capone's game, the famous gangster himself claimed to have been in Florida at the time. No one has uh, was ever brought to trial for the murders, and it remains one of the biggest unsolved crimes in history. Wild. You know, I don't know enough about police uniforms to be able to tell a real one versus a fake one. All right, y'all. We'll be right back after we pay some bills. Are you a huge cunt? Us too. Wait, can we even say cunt? Of course. It's empowering these days. Cunt, 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 cunt. I'm Ange Ballastone, a.k.a. the drag queen, Fat Girl Gina. And I'm Mike Fails, just a normal gay guy, I guess. And we're the hosts of The Big Cunty Couch, a gorgeous new talk show podcast where we invite queers and peers to sit, bitch, and be fierce on a huge-ass couch while we gab about all things gay. So come get cozy and cunty with us. We're pan for platforms, so find us anywhere online and get listening, sweetie. Or watching. Or both. Otherwise, why the hell am I in full drag? And we'll see you on The Big Cunty... Oh, wait. I thought we were going to say that together. No. On <laughs> The big cutty couch. Mwah. Yeah, me either. Don't you have the right not to allow police officers into your place? I think you do. Like technically, yeah. like, they be busting in people's houses. That's right? true. I mean, we do know that. Mm-hmm. We never got it. But they should have. They have to have a search warrant. To yeah. Them. But I'm like, if I was walking on the street or something, and a police officer like stopped me or pulled me over. I wouldn't be able to tell whether or not that shit was real. Yeah. Um, which is terrifying. Yeah, that is. I, I mean, either that. way, it's terrifying, real or not. But. <laughs> yeah, no. Either way, I'm sweating. Right. Like, True. I wonder what, I don't know. I mean, if they had, like, British cop uniforms, wouldn't we know the difference? Like, don't they have the... Like, like constable? Yeah, the, yeah. you know, the little tall-ass hats and stuff yeah. like that? Maybe if they had some sort of, like, watermark <laughs> on their jackets or something. But it's so boring. America's so fucking straight. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's some color to it. Maybe. I also hate that the whole idea of policing in America is, like, built around being stealth. Because, you know, like, the police cars in the mm-hmm. UK have, like, big yellow and black checker marks on the side so you can easily identify them and shit. And, like... Niggas here got black chargers with blackout right. lights and tinted windows. Like, the same car that everybody else what? got. <laughs> right. They driving looking they like military niggas. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just got their first military check. <laughs> Two months into a marriage. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that part. Which... <laughs> I love true. that. You no, know, I, was I was definitely going to say that. Just got married three weeks ago. Wow. That's something to think about. I found a couple funny ones, but I guess I'll start with a more serious one and save my funny one for us to end on a higher note. Okay. Okay. Um, so this one is actually from Valentine's Day 2020. It's titled Valentine's Day Triple Murder Still Unsolved 35 Years Later. Colorado Springs, Colorado. She was a young lady looking for love, but instead she met a brutal end along with her two children. 
It was extremely traumatic for the city, said Rachel Cruz Rogers, a detective in the cold case unit for the Colorado Springs Police Department. It's been 35 years since Cassandra Rundle and her two children were murdered. But for those who remember the case, the trauma still remains. I don't think anybody deserves to be murdered, but especially when you start talking about children. They're so young. There's no reason why. Nobody would have a a motive to murder them, said Cruz Rogers. Mm. Police say sometime early on February 14, 1985, 37-year-old Rundle, along with her 12-year-old son, Dietrich Strum, and her 10-year-old daughter, Melanie Strum, were killed inside their Ivy Yield neighborhood home. For Colorado Springs Police Department, it's our only unsolved triple murder, and not only that, but there are two children involved, so the case itself is pretty traumatic, said Cruz Rogers. The crime shocked the quiet neighborhood, and everyone wanted answers. A ton of detectives were involved, not just detectives from the homicide investigation. A lot of the community was really involved in trying to solve it. A lot of people had called in and tried to give whatever information they could help to solve it. Unfortunately, it is still unsolved, said Cruz Rogers. Fox 21's Abby Burke went to Pikes Peak Library District's Penrose Library to dig up old articles about the incident. The horrific crime made the front page of the Colorado Spring Gazette Telegraph for days, and few grisly details were spared. I hate when they do that. Mm-hmm. According to the articles, one of Rundle's ex-husbands, Doug- Douglas Pulitzer, found the bodies when he stopped by that morning with a Valentine's present. Police said all three had been beaten and strangled, and there were signs the two females had been sexually assaulted. It was a pretty brutal murder for each one of them, said Cruz Rogers. At the time, police had plenty of suspects. They went through a lot of different people, a lot of people with different relationships with the family and the children and Cassandra. And so everybody was looked at as a suspect at the time, said Cruz Rogers. An Associated Press article published in 1985 said Rundle had taken out two personal ads in the Colorado Springs Sun just months before her death. So, like, Craigslist stating column, maybe? The first ad placed in July said, Blonde, green eyes, 5'2", 95 pounds, seeking a rugged individualist, am a free spirit, independent, well-educated, somewhat shy, sensitive, thoughtful, and enjoy life, am a one-man woman looking for one good man. Please send photo and short letter. The second ad, placed about a month later, said, Warm, together, bright, beautiful, and modest lady seeking friendship with a gentleman of quality and character, 30 to 40 years old. So interesting that people were doing it. was like Tinder for yeah. men. Mm-hmm. I didn't there's know that. Actually a, um, there's this queer app called Lex mm-hmm. where they started off on Instagram kind of doing like personal ads, old school like that. So like you'd be like, you know, seeking such and such. Mm-hmm. I am. You should be. And there's like no pictures involved. It's kind of cool. Yeah, like, I kind of like that. Way. I kind of like that. Yeah. But I don't know. It's just it's so iffy. Like you never mm-hmm. know what you're gonna get. Who mm-hmm. you're gonna end up speaking to? Because anybody could be hiding behind just text. Mm-hmm. Like, police at the time said between the two ads, Rundle received responses from 85 different men. She did say blonde with green eyes. <laughs> I was like, that's a lot of responses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did she put in the ad? The potential suitors, now suspects, were all investigated by police. Damn, imagine responding to just like a ad in the paper. Right, and you're like, oh, you're she could be cute. Right. And then all of a sudden you're in the police. <laughs> you're so in it's you're over line. Right. They turning over your drawers, cutting <laughs> over your mattress. Like, yeah. <laughs> 
I just wanted a date. <laughs> Officers also looked at Rundle's ex-husband who found the crime scene, as well as her first husband who lived in Ohio at the time. Why are you looking at me? Because you're from Ohio. That's Not everybody's from Ohio. <laughs> everybody, I mean, I live in Atlanta. So I can't be talking. <laughs> everybody was a suspect until they weren't, said Cruz Rogers. Cruz Rogers wouldn't say if any of those men are still considered suspects or if they have any new ones. However, she did say she has hope that this case can still be solved. Generally, with cold cases, some of our biggest challenges is time, but that can also be one of our biggest benefits, she said. Like many things, technology has changed a lot over the last 35 years, which Cruz Rogers said is another advantage. DNA is a huge piece in our investigations currently, so when we reanalyze a case, we'll re-go through the evidence to see if something might be beneficial for DNA or fingerprint testing that maybe it wasn't back in the day, she said. DNA has been given a lot of credit in some recently solved cold cases, but Cruz Rogers said witnesses are just as important. People solve cases too, she said. One witness statement could possibly break it wide open and everything can fall in together. Back in 1985, just days after the murders, Sergeant Joe Kenda told reporters he believed the case would be solved, quote unquote, relatively soon. While much has changed, that belief has not. Just because it's 35 years later, to us, there's no difference in the investigations at Cruz Rogers. If you have any information about this case, you're asked to contact the Colorado Springs Police Department. Currently, there are 93 unsolved homicides in Colorado Springs. Um, that sounds like a lot. I don't know what the average amount of unsolved murder cases is yeah. for a place. I mean, I feel like Atlanta probably has a lot. Yeah. So once again, let me shut up. But 93 is a big number. So I thought the, the title of this article was funny. It's... Um, Seven grisly Valentine's Day murders that will make you happy that you don't have a date. <laughs> so if that makes anybody else feel better about their Valentine's Day situation. <laughs> okay, so on Valentine's Day 2013, Minister Lathan Latehold gave his children Valentine's Day cards before school. But the only thing he gave his wife was a bullet through the face. Jesus. Yeah, this is it. <laughs> Who wrote this? They just jumped straight to it. They right. didn't have no primer or nothing. Oh, Good I should have said it before. I'm reading this straight off an article, and obviously we'll we'll give everybody the resources we're using. But for our little holiday, like small stories, we we're not doing the research ourselves. Yeah, I would have never wrote it like that. <laughs> no. Um. So it took a jury only 90 minutes to find him guilty of murdering his wife, Denise. Latehold had laid in wait for his wife to return home so he could fire a gunshot right through her head. Investigators found that he made hundreds of internet searches about how to effectively kill someone. Yeah. And he landed... <laughs> I'm so sorry. Nothing about this is funny. But you did research just to decide to shoot somebody? Isn't that like the go-to murder? Plot. Right. You think if somebody's researching, they're trying to do something more stealth. Right. Well, he... Okay, so the next sentence is, he had Googled how much poison a human body could withstand and how quietly... How to quietly fire a point... I don't know anything about guns. Point forty caliber Glock handgun. What year was this? 2013. You don't know how the internet search history... This is just the other day. What was his girlfriend's name? It was his wife, Denise. Oh, wow. Um, So he Googled all this stuff, and he ended up using the Glock to murder his wife. But furthermore, he had used his children's college fund to pay his mistress hush money to not tell the police that they were having an affair. Oh, no. 
so exhausted. I, I hate. hate. You ain't gotta kill me. You can just leave. No, you just literally just, disappear just from go. my life. Just go. I will I'll wonder. I will wonder what happened to you, but I will be so thankful you didn't kill me with a point forty caliber Glock handgun and spin up all our baby's college fun on a bitch. Who That's gonna so leave Wait. He probably at, like did that so that she wouldn't tell the police, so the police wouldn't know that that was like the reason. But it turned. It, apparently, the mistress was at the ha- at the house often, teaching the children Lithuanian. What? Not a she, was she there? I was just about to say Lithuanian, like Lith Lithuania. Well, yeah. yeah. No, Lithuania. I'm just saying that's so random. Oh yeah, yeah, that is a very random. <laughs> Out of to all, all of my Lithuanian listeners out there, <laughs> we love y'all. But also, that's very random. It is random yeah. for um, an American family. He was sentenced to eighty years, as he should be. Well, wow. yes, he should be punished for what he did. Yeah, if you was really gonna be that trifling, you could have just left the letter like, "Hey, it was either this or I was gonna kill you." Like, it seems and I would like, be like, "Thank you so much for leaving." Yeah, yeah, whatever, for what leaving. happened to the children? They didn't explain. I'm assuming sure they, they, went, yeah. they went with other people. But it just, it seems like these shitty ass husbands, like, it's either over money, so their ego is fucked, or it's their, them having a mistress, mm-hmm. and they don't want to admit to it. And then they just kill their family because of it, which is another ego thing. That's and you pay with your life when all you had to do was just pay whatever type of dollar no, you got no wife no mistress no kids and no money and you in jail hmm not how you feel <laughs> on valentine's day you didn't think that was through <laughs> on valentine's day you didn't think that went through at fucking all the day of love oscar pistorius it says dive into the trial of oscar pistorius so i'm gonna just go um assume that he's a diver or something well people <laughs> always be trying to be funny with these fucking headlines and it's just like it um it says it was the early morning of the 14th when pistorius woke at his home in pretoria to find that his model girlfriend Riva steam camp was no longer in bed with him she was instead in the couple's ensuite bathroom or ensuite bathroom Sorry, I'm um, The sprinter heard noise coming from the bathroom and for whatever reason didn't assume it was Reba. He apparently thought it was an intruder. He shot through the door four times, killing her. A mm-hmm. lengthy and public trial ensued with Pistorius receiving a five-year sentence for a culpable homicide in 2014. Two years later, the state appealed and the verdict was overturned. He was resentenced to 13 years in prison for Miss Steenkamp's murder. That's very interesting. I'm, I'm like, do I believe him? I don't know. I don't know about that. Because if you knew she wasn't in bed with you, you didn't know where she was. Mm-hmm. So they could have been, if it was an intruder, she could have been struggling in the bathroom with him. Mm-hmm. Right. So you shot through the door knowing you could have possibly shot her. Right. I don't know. Yeah. It's not. The math thing. Just, it's not. It's not good. I'm like, I don't know if annoyed's the right word. I'm just annoyed that so many people. Okay. When someone decides that they are going to kill someone close to them, their spouse. Yeah. Do they truly think that they can get away with it? I don't even think people are thinking in that moment. It's like an impulse or something, right? Like, I mean, some people have to get away with it, right? But we wouldn't know those stories because they got away with it. Yeah. So I think that. 
mostly like I think about like Scott Peterson and that mm-hmm. guy from that uh, American murder documentary, like yeah. these middle class white guys that have inflated egos. Like you know, have the confidence of a mediocre white man. Like mm-hmm. I think they apply that to murder too. <laughs> They're like, yeah, I can get away with this. I'm just gonna just like. And so many of them do. do it's my like best. no critical yeah. thinking at all. Yeah, but then you hear stories about this. Like, obviously, they're gonna look at the husband first, right? Most definitely. But I guess you saw you shot through the door. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> you look so confused about yeah, it. I'm, You're I'm like, trying, trying to give to me like, the benefit of the doubt, but because I'm trying to think, like, if I woke up, I'm trying to like imagine, it, like, if I woke up and like my bathroom, like my bathroom door was next to my room or something like that, I'd be like. You know, whatever pet name, sweetie, babe. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're not gonna answer me. Okay, cool. I'm gonna go out the house. Like I'm, I'm running out of the house. Yeah. And if you're not behind me or something, I'm gonna try to call you. Maybe you at the store or something. I'm not gonna shoot through the door. No, yeah. that's she not if there's a, Yeah, not if there's a. <laughs> she not, just got out the shower and started moving. Right. You know what I mean? A little bump and grind. Yeah. Day. So you have the phone get out the shower. <laughs> see the like, you see your titties all extra, you know, glazed. Right. You know what I'm saying? If you want to dance, you want to chill. And then your nigga shoot you through the door. I bet dancing was the first thing you thought of. <laughs> she could have been doing her skincare routine. Right. She, anyway, about dancing. she brushed her teeth. That's why she didn't answer anything. No, but he said noise. So I'm thinking like maybe she like. Oh, I'm trying to think like what moving was around. Mm-hmm. To think that there was like noise in there or something. I don't know. Maybe she was in there cleaning the tub. Like, maybe she fell in the shower. I've done that. That yeah. happens to all of us. I'm just saying like. Yeah, you, your first you thought is it. Right. You jumped out the window. Let me get the nine and shoot through the door. It's no. Yeah. He I mean, was waiting it's on giving her. stage murder. Yeah. It's he giving, was. I waited until she went in the bathroom and I shot, and then this was my story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because what if that bullet didn't kill him? I'm sorry. I know I'm like harping on this. Because what if that bullet didn't kill him? Now you shot through the door, and then Drew to come out with a gun. Now you shot. Now we're in a firefight. <laughs> yeah, shooting blind through just. A door is a, is a wild choice to make. I'm guilty yeah, this off the cuff. I'm guilty on all counts, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it. That's all I got. The title gives away the whole story, but it's just funny. This is from several years ago. Um, couple arrested for bondage role playing on Valentine's Day. <laughs> What? Arrested? <laughs> a couple in Portland, Oregon found themselves spending Valentine's Day in jail after their bondage role-playing resulted in nine police cruisers being dispatched. First of all, nine is OD. That's so <laughs> like, extra. <laughs> That's extra that they were even kept to the Res- Where were they? Responding to reports... <laughs> Responding to reports that a naked woman was seen tied up at the back of a car with duct tape over her mouth, Portland police converged on New Seasons Market shortly after noon on Tuesday, according to KATU. In the early afternoon. In the early afternoon in the market parking lot. Oh my god. Y'all like it spicy. Yeah. Honestly, we stand. <laughs> but you gotta ask consent for public play. So y'all, you know, keep that in mind. But when police arrived, 26 year old Stephanie Morgan Pelsner was still naked. <laughs> Sorry. Still naked and bound in the car. She confirmed to authorities that she had simply been role playing with her. <laughs> Imagine nine police cars. Oh my goodness. With her 31. Why are you in the 
parking? Why y'all in the supermarket parking lot? Give my girl some clothes. Their dream was probably like, oh, he kidnapped me. He want to fuck me in the fucking house or some shit. Oh, there are ways to do that stealthily. <laughs> like y'all are. It is broad daylight in Portland, Oregon, in front of the Whole Foods. Like what are y'all doing? <laughs> That's Amazon country. <laughs> Playing with her thirty-one. Uh, 31- 31-year-old boyfriend, Nicholas Alexander Harbour. Both were arrested and charged with disorderly conduct. You can't do things that are going to create <laughs> public alarm, Sergeant Pete Simpson told KATU. When it starts to affect other people in the public, something like this is not okay. Role play all you want, but when you do something that is going to generate a 911 call, you should probably do it at home, he advised. Oh, yeah. They, uh, <laughs> are they still together? Please! <laughs> I'm rooting for y'all, honestly. Like, I'm rooting for y'all. I'm rooting for you, Stephanie and Nicholas. Yes. Love story. Yes. Right. Yes. Honestly, find someone just as weird as you are, but still ask for consent before public play. That's all I'm going to say about yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so this one is called Valentine's Day Trap. Stacy. Showick definitely knew she wanted her fifth husband dead. Fifth? I'll let that resonate. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> Three times? No. Three strikes you out, bitch. I'm sorry. Everybody else, you need to have boyfriend. But she husband. wanted him dead. Fifth husband. Damn. But she wasn't sure how to execute a plan. She, deci- she decided to hire a personal trainer known as Mr. Results, who meant moonlit as a hitman to take out her unsuspecting hot air balloon enthusiast husband. Wow. <laughs> Everything about those last two sentences was just chaos. Yeah, was so I'm so sorry. It's all over the place already. She told her husband that she wanted to exchange Valentine's Day cards in a public park. And that is where Mr. Results shot him. No. She gave the hitman $10,000 for the service and immediately claimed her husband's $500,000 life insurance policy. I'm sorry. I just need to pull over for just a second. I don't understand agreeing to kill someone for less than what your bond finna be. Like, at the very least, I need, like, six figures. Yeah. $10,000? That ain't enough. To kill someone Mm, in a public park? Murder? Fuck, no. People get that from claiming their kids on their taxes. Mm. That's nothing. At all. Wow. You can win that on a scratch-off if you're lucky. (laughs) They're not thinking about this. <laughs> not that we're murderers. We ain't no. Yeah, we know. the name. We promise. You know. Unless you're talking that big money. Please. <laughs> I do not associate myself with the statements that Aaron lost their destiny. Please reflect it on the item. Exactly. That ain't got nothing to do with me. Y'all don't be pulling up in my place. But the woof woof. I bet that's nobody in my bushes. Okay, so unfortunately for her, she had arranged almost the entirety of the crime via phone calls, which the police got recordings of. Stacy will be spending the rest of her Valentine days in prison, um, in federal prison, along with Mr. Results and a work colleague who helped them plot the senseless murder. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was so senseless and nonsensical. He likes hot air balloons. He's probably a nice person. He's probably super, super sweet and just really, really nerdy. I mean, they just look like a regular ass white couple. Oh, he's so cute. (laughs) That's Mr. Results. Oh, no. He gets results. Now he gotta be a nigga. Y'all look. (laughs) That's so. You asking him to do that was so anti-black. I'm sorry. Very much. The fact that he said yes 
And what led her to, to the point of him telling her that he was a hitman? Racism. <laughs> right. That's like asking like random black people if they sell drugs. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, that's this so man is a personal trainer. She went up to him like, do you kill? <laughs> Part time? Um, can you do a murder for me? Yeah, you know I'm moonlight by killing, killing random white niggas. Like, for 10 bands. That's it. That's wow. It. Truly. Mm-mm-mm. That's so sad. That's not even happening. If you make 2K a month, that's not even half a year's salary. You couldn't even take a year off of work if you killed somebody. No. Yeah, no, I'm good. If I can't even make bail, it's not worth it. I hate that. I mean, I it's that. not. I, I don't kill. <laughs> but if I was Mr. Results, I wouldn't be taking 10,000. Yeah, I'm not so sure anymore. No, the FBI? The FBI listening. Right. She does not kill. <laughs> Asterisk. Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. <laughs> to be continued. <laughs> Students Jesse McBain, 19, and Patricia Mann, 20, were a young couple out for a walk on Valentine's Day back in 1971. It was to be the final walk either of them would ever take. 13 days after they entered the wooded area in Durham, Orange County, North Carolina, their lifeless bodies were found. Fully clothed but covered crudely by leaves, the couple were tied up and the couple were tied up and had both been strangled to death. Evidence pointed to their killer or killers repeatedly tightening and loosening the ropes around the neck as a form of torture for prolonging the killings. No one was ever caught for the heinous, heinous crime. So, uh, yeah, happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Oh, fuck. That's what he says at the end of the article. Yikes. Yeah. I hope you all are enjoying your day. (laughs) Yeah. And your chocolate-covered strawberries. Yeah. Still dates are not secretly serial killers. Ooh. Yikes. (laughs) I mean, I hope that too, but... (laughs) Eek. <laughs> I wonder what the statistics are for like serial killers who listen to podcasts or like true crime podcasts. I don't know. I get kind of nervous sometimes that people are like learning yeah. what to do from like when people report on stuff. But what we talk about has been out. Yeah, I don't think stuff. we do anything detailed enough to be like one of those things. But remember, we did that story of that guy who like CSI was his favorite yeah. thing and he like fabricated and tricked all those cops into mm-hmm. believing the story. I mean, I'm sure it happens. I don't think we're party to that. No. But, yeah. I mean, I do feel like I've learned enough that, I feel like I've learned enough that when I'm watching true crime stories, I'm like, now why would you do that? Right. Everybody yeah. knows X, Y, Z. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that sounds terrible. Right. But <laughs> everyone doesn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I can never... I'm sorry. I'm too I'm too impulsive and I'm too like disorganized. When I was a server, I used to like cross over people's payments on the wrong credit cards. I used to like forget where my apron was. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, I would immediately get caught. That's They'd be like, this bitch left a whole jacket with her ID in the pocket. Like, so you're ditzy. Wait, it's going to be like that heist that you did the story on. Uh, you need the one that just like, I have so much anxiety. So you have to leave this right here. <laughs> leave all this evidence right here. <laughs> Mine isn't, this one isn't a crime. It's also super short, but it's just funny. Bitter guy buys every other seat in Valentine's Day movie shows. <laughs> a single man in Shanghai has decided to share his bitterness with couples who want to go to the cinema on Valentine's Day and sit together. The man known only as UP saw that the, and I'm probably going to butcher this because it is, I believe it Mandarin, but 
Zentiandi theaters were promoting a special screening of the Beijing love story and purchased online tickets for every other seat at the showing. His girlfriend allegedly broke up with him on Valentine's Day the year before. When the, cin- when the cinema chain's online system began to flag his purchases as suspicious, he recruited like-minded accomplices to purchase tickets both online and at the ticket counter. Want to see a movie on Valentine's Day? Sorry, you'll have to sit separately, he allegedly wrote in an online forum. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Give us singles a chance. Speaking to the Shanghai Morning Post, UP claimed that his massive coordinated effort to prevent couples from sitting next to each other on Valentine's Day was, quote-unquote, just a small joke. One Chinese blogger disagreed, writing that it's no wonder he can't find a girlfriend when he spends all his time doing this. (laughs) I think it's funny. It's hilarious. (laughs) And the fact that, like, when he couldn't do it anymore, he's like, hey, y'all trying to fuck up everybody's Valentine's Day with me real quick. Let's have a meeting. I honestly live for people who are just messy sometimes just to be messy. Like, yeah. that's harmless. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fine. Because, yeah. I mean, he can't enforce every scene. Like, right. No. Are you in my seat? Like, and honestly, mm-hmm. I mean, the movie theater probably was like, we're just going to, like, resell these tickets or right. something along those lines. They probably ended up making double the amount of money. Uh-huh. <laughs> I would never think to do that. That is a different level of petty. You have money, too. Yeah, true. He's like, I, I'll get a credit card just for this. Right. Movie t- tickets are expensive as hell. <laughs> he was like, this is worth it. With a thousand dollar popcorn. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> but nothing tastes like movie theater popcorn. I haven't been able to get it. That is ever. True. That is very true. <sighs> is that butter you know, real? Is that why it tastes different? No, I think it's that fake, is. which is why <laughs> it tastes good. No, that's real. <laughs> we should get a popcorn machine. We should go... Girl, I have one. Cat just dropped. Wait, your popcorn doesn't taste like the movie theater popcorn. No, but I just might not have the formula. Mm. You know that little. Were you working? I don't know if people care to hear this. Were you at Spark when we did that uh, event? No, I wasn't. But I do remember the little popcorn yeah. containers left over. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a random side. So on Valentine's Day 2007, Stephen Grant notified a police, a local police precinct that his wife, Tara Lynn Grant, was missing. After interviewing Stephen, police discovered that there was a five-day gap between when his wife went quote-unquote missing and when he reported her disappearance. Stephen Grant immediately began going on a media bonanza, um, appearing on tons of shows and accusing the police of harassment. In early March, police executed a search warrant of the Grant's home and found mangled pieces of Tara's remains on the floor of the garage. Oh, my goodness. Stephen Grant had apparently originally dumped his wife's body in a local park, but moved it back into his garage after hearing the police would be searching the park. Stephen Grant had, by the time of the search, fled the state, but police caught up with him in Michigan by tracking a phone call he made to his sister. After being brought in by the police, Grant confessed, saying that he had strangled his wife after she belittled him and bit him. Wow. He was sentenced to 50 years in prison. 50 years? That's it? How old was he when he went in? It doesn't say say life sentence. It just says 50. Yeah, 50 years. But, I mean, he killed her and cut her body up. Yeah, that's not immediate. Because his ego was bruised. It moved her multiple times and accused the police of harassment and he only got 50 years hmm. um, he knew somebody on the force <laughs> listen probably he's also a mediocre middle-aged white man yeah once again that's 
the key. So I said, we're like six and nine. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is called Sweetheart Thieves, Sheriff's Mutron Camera. In 2015, a couple of jewel thieves took a break from robbing a store of 213 euro in order to make out. This might be pounds. I don't know. Unfortunately, they were caught on the store's CCTV. The store owner said of the young lovers, they were amateurs because apart from the cash, they didn't take anything of value. There were cameras and laptop computers and smartphones, and they left it all behind because they were so busy kissing. <laughs> all true love. <laughs> right. How romantic. It's, it's, they probably just like met a couple months before and then they talked about robbing someplace and they were like yeah let's do it and probably got them hot and heavy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and just had to you know get it in right there in the store Gibson Paul was living with Tamika Peterson in West Palm Beach but on Valentine's Day of 2011 Tamika decided she no longer wanted to live with Gibson and she sh- she certainly didn't want her to be her didn't want him to be her valentine. Which is one of the reasons why he's crying in this picture. Oh, oh no. no. Oh. <laughs> I can't. It's sad. What? Please. Wait, did he murder her? Let me finish. Oh, we'll, we'll post the picture on the Instagram, y'all. Follow us. Tamika informed Gibson that she would be leaving him and that she would be moving out of their shared apartment. She then tried to end the relationship and leave the apartment with some friends for safety. His response was to arm himself. He opened fire on the car that his now ex-girlfriend was in, which contained a male driver, two female passengers, and a three-year-old girl. One woman was grazed, but Tamika lost her life. Oh, no. Gibson received life in prison. Why does he get life? I mean, I know why. What? I mean, I know why he gets... I'm saying, why did he get life when the other person got 50 yeah, 50 years? Yeah, because we know why. Because this is a black man. But... And also, what the fuck? The male ego. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't this the theme of our, the last episode? I feel like it was. It was like all of the, all of the episodes we did. These uh, crumbs of passion on the holidays. It, I wonder, like, what the, the, the numbers look like. Okay. My brain's going different directions. Sorry, let me reel it back just a little bit. I wonder if holidays cause men to be more homicidal towards women because they feel more inadequate. Because, you know, like holidays require you to like mm-hmm. be performing financially mm-hmm. or like might bring up competition like or feelings mm-hmm. of inadequacy and things like that. So like I wonder if these things are more likely to happen around holidays for those reasons. Yeah. Oh, but you know, I just be making shit up. I feel like that well, makes sense. Awesome. I think, like, I mean, especially Valentine's Day. I mean, that's a day where, like, a relationship is supposed to be celebrated. So if you're in a shitty relationship or someone breaks up with you, it's probably, like, heightens your feelings. I mean, being broken up with on Valentine's Day sucks, like, 10% more than being broken up any other day. Listen, you gotta break... Let me tell y'all the breakup schedule, right? (laughs) Exactly. So you know how winter is cuffing season. If you're okay with giving somebody a Christmas gift, great. Love that for you. You got someone to cuddle with all winter. Then you also have a date for New Year's Eve. Mm. Now, you don't want to break up with someone directly after New Year's Eve because that's just that's just me. Right into the new year? Yeah. But the second week of January, that's the time. You yes. break up with them right then. Give them time to cry it out, move out. And then by the time Valentine's Day is getting a little closer, both of y'all could have somebody else to go on a date with by mm-hmm. that time. Like... Mm-hmm. Come on, y'all don't break up with somebody the week before Valentine's Day and don't break up with somebody the week after New Year's Eve. 
But we got that one one sweet spot. Second week of January. So I expect y'all to do better going forward. You yeah, heard it here first, folks. Yeah. <laughs> That's real shit right there. Because, yeah. <sighs> I've never been broken up with on Valentine's Day, but I, I can imagine that that does hurt, like, more. Because it's like the day when everybody's supposed to be all snuggled up and shit. And it's like, yeah. Bitch, I don't want you to <laughs> My current boyfriend, who doesn't listen to the podcast, so Ooh. he won't hear this, <laughs> he got broken up with on Valentine's Day. Oh, Not by so me. By his ex. And when we got together, I was like, look. Fuck you, girl. You listening. <laughs> right. <laughs> Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't know her. She could be nice. But <laughs> he, like, when we started dating, he was, like, anti-Valentine's Day, which I understood. Yeah, that makes sense. But I was like, I'm not her. I need a gift. <laughs> <laughs> you better get me a teddy bear with the chocolate. Something. Like, <laughs> is it the rose teddy bear? Um, Yeah. <laughs> Is Hardest a kitty? cat is the main character. Is it kitty? Yeah, but she on the kitchen counter and she know better. This is a black household. I'm very upset. <laughs> oh, trust me, Dulce is Afro Latino because the way that bitch be running in, <laughs> the way she should be running in and out my house is not giving black American. It's not <laughs> it is not. I can't. You about to get us spot. <laughs> um, no, I. This is my first Valentine's Day single in seven years. Mm. I'm kind of living for it though. I'm going speed dating on Saturday with Eliwa. Yeah. Queer speed dating event. And then I have a date on Sunday. And that's gonna be cute. I got a date Friday too. I have a date Friday. Yes. yes. I feel like that's the way to do it. Like, I mean, obviously if you want to mope on Valentine's Day, I'm down for that yeah. too. But if you want to celebrate it, fuck, celebrate it. Definitely. I mean, I also enjoy spending Valentine's Day talking shit with my niggas. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, and the actual Valentine's Day, I don't have plans. So if anybody wants to come to my place and like throw eggs at the TV, don't throw eggs at my actual TV, but like we can watch. <laughs> I was thinking we can watch two play that game. Oh my God, yes! Yeah, I love that movie. Oh and talking about black rom-coms. Yes. So underrated. They are underrated. And I don't have plans day of. So. And Connie with that ponytail, Gabrielle Union, that red skirt suit. Ooh. She's a that little was a hard back, do whatever it takes to get your man kind of hub. <laughs> Trust me, I know that word. <laughs> <laughs> But all right, that's it for our uh, series of Valentine's Day stories. Yeah. And we'll be right back with Should This Be a Crime? And it should. It probably should. (laughs) It always should be. (laughs) We're back. All right, then. It's time Ooh. for the part where we judge. <laughs> where we it's talk time some over shit. shady bitches. The public figures. Okay, well, mine, mine should this be a crime. I already know it's a crime. It's just funny to me. So, Odessa Crimes. First of all, can I just say, I love, honestly, this era of Twitter where, like, brands and, like, just every entity has a, a Twitter account. Yeah, okay. And I love how they have, like, their savviest people running their accounts like wendy's how they do their roast day oh yeah that's the whole thing and like how brands be clapping back like yay it's in late stage capitalism but like make it fun yeah um but this was a little less cute and so odessa crime stoppers tweeted valentine's day special exclamation point 
Do you have an ex-Valentine and know they have outstanding warrants? Give us a call with their location and we'll take care of the rest. Are you fucking kidding me? What? This Valentine's Day special starts off with a set of limited edition platinum bracelets, free transportation with a chauffeur, a one-night minimum stay in luxurious five-star accommodations, and professional glamour shots. This special is capped off with a special Valentine's Day dinner. We know this special is so incredible that you may be tempted to provide additional referrals. We don't blame you. This special is too sweet to pass up. Operators are standing by. Call us today at 432 blah, 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 blah. Because I'm not putting the Crime Stoppers number on this podcast. Because <laughs> fuck them. Right. <laughs> Unless they're murderers. Or y'all, y'all know. Y'all know. Crime Stoppers? But yes, first of all, not that trying to take advantage of people being spiteful and angry and heartbroken on Valentine's Day. This is in Odessa, Texas. So the Odessa Crime Stoppers group or Twitter. Is Crime Stoppers run by police departments? I, I guess so, know. right? I think they're like a hotline, like an independent hotline, right? And then they provide anonymous tips to the police if sometimes. All I know is they had billboards all up and through my hometown. Yeah. You couldn't go anywhere without seeing a Crime Stoppers billboard. <laughs> <laughs> but that's so weird because it's like I don't know. I, everything always kind of like leads back to racism for me. Like, if a if a white person want to call the cops on like a black person and they know mm-hmm. they got one, so they just be like, oh yeah, and then they get Andre got the fuck, you know what I mean? Put, tell them what to pull up. Mm-hmm. You got all the information because you probably work with them or you probably did date them or whatever fuck. And yeah. then, like, now, like, niggas is locked up over fuck what? Like, because of a breakup? Mm-hmm. I don't like it. Yeah, it's trifling. I don't like that. I wonder what the response to the tweet was. Actually, let me go to the tweet. So I want to see folks' reactions. Uh, yeah. It wasn't on the right side of Twitter. <laughs> Put it that way. Oh, wait. What were we looking at? I was just looking at the tweet and, like, the, the reactions to it. And <laughs> not best post ever. Oh, <laughs> Well, yeah. Sometimes I forget that people like that have social media. Mm-hmm. Everyone has access. It's like the FBI got a Twitter too. I'm like, why do y'all have Twitter? Do you remember when Jabuki changed? <laughs> Literally, just about this. their profile picture to the FBI. They had a blue check mark. Changed their profile picture to the FBI. And it was MLK Day, and they was like, just because we killed him, don't mean we can't miss him. And they took his blue check mark away. <laughs> I remember that day perfectly. I was literally on Twitter when it happened. I feel like I witnessed a miracle. <laughs> Jabuki is that a shit national was treasure. Fucking hilarious. I was like, I don't know Jabuki's pronouns. I said they and then I said, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I usually just use like they, he. But yes, that was so funny. Nice. Iconic. People post it every MLK day now. Yes. That happened like three or four years ago. <laughs> and it's so perfect because if you don't look at the ad, it will look like the FBI did. Yeah. You got the FBI seal and everything. It was- but then the ad is like Jabuki. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Took that perfect. blue check mark with the quick. They took that shit immediately. <laughs> the then he got. I think he got suspended for like a week or so. It's like a week or two. I feel like Jabuki's always suspended. Him and uh, Clarkisha Kent. Yeah, I love Clarkisha Kent. <laughs> That's why I get my news. Black like Twitter is unstoppable. Yeah, it's a fucking storm. Oh man, it's great. Now I gotta go on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and well, then we here's have the tweet. Yep. <laughs> I found it so quickly. Because <laughs> it's famous. <laughs> they, will never, they will never get rid of this shit. Oh, that's so always said, On this fine MLK day, I would like to pay tribute to this tweet. The Jabuki's 
that got Jabuki's blue check taken away. No matter how we trolled it. Oh, never mind. I'm not going to finish that. <laughs> <laughs> it went left. <laughs> It'd be like that. <laughs> all right. I'm ready to talk about Nelly. Oh, <laughs> okay, so while y'all were talking about Nelly in the group chat, I was on the way from my appointment, so I didn't even see all the details. Did so. you watch the tape? I, no. Please. It's in the group chat. All right. Why you do that? Why you look it up and why you watch it? I'm just going to say, so I was watching it. You know, while I was getting ready to come here, and I come connected my phone to my car, and my car's volume always <laughs> turned. Now, mind you, my neighbor across the street. This is like a little backstory. My neighbors across the street are super, super sweet. Her husband cuts my my grass or my granny, my granny's grass or whatever, and she was out checking the mail. Now my car, <laughs> my car's volume was like on ten, right? And it's like. Yes, and the volume was all the way up, and that tape was still playing on on my like when I got in the car, and I was like, oh fuck no, oh shit, oh that is so oh my god, I hope I hope you don't tell my granny. Cute. So what? Uh, her lashes are cute. Yeah, she's not the lashes, friend. You're supposed to be looking at. She the was dead. The, she was dead the fuck I up. I look at everything. <laughs> and her nails are cute. She's doing a great job. Look at the baby hair. Look Listen, at the soft lights. I admire bitches who do shit like that because, like, you did, you got did up to suck some dick. Like, mm-hmm. you I'm sure that wasn't all she did all day. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. Like, I mean, it's Nelly. It might have been all she did. I'm not gonna do all because you're gonna be sweat like makeup and shit. You're gonna be sweating. Like, I'm not gonna play. This gonna be me on Sunday. I swear. <laughs> Nelly quote unquote accidentally posted a video of somebody sucking his dick on his Instagram story. Was it an accident though? He said it was an accident. I don't okay. know if it was. I don't yeah. get how you accidentally post a whole video to your Instagram story. I mean, it gets more complicated to post on your Instagram every yes. single day. I yes. can barely manage it. And Multiple I'm only steps. in my early 30s. And they give you choices. It's like close friends mm-hmm. or your story. And you have to click your story. You have to watch the little circle go around a couple times. Yeah. And then it hits. And so for it to be up there long enough for all of Twitter to have it now and they yeah. already have like discourse around the situation, mm-hmm. T.S. Madison got it? Yeah. Like, no, friend. You did that shit on purpose. I'm sorry. Yeah. And revenge porn is a thousand percent a crime. Yeah, most like, definitely. Her face is clearly in it, so whoever knows her is probably going to be like, yeah, you was... Mm-hmm. I mean, but that's like a... That's like low-key a come-up, though. I mean, yeah. and I, I hope for her mental health that, you know, it is for her. Like, I hope that this doesn't have any net- long-term negative right. ramifications yeah. for her. Right. Because um, you know how fans stands be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most definitely. And jobs. Yeah. yeah. I hope she ain't got no fucking like, regular ass job. Like, oh, right. you're sick and I mean, you, work at this bank no more. you can tell what she looks like, but I feel like somebody could also be like, that's not me. Mm. You know what I mean? Maybe. I I'm know. sure she got pictures on her Instagram right now with them same nails. Never mind. I just looked again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's very clear. It's a crisp video. Yeah. 
She doing a damn thing though. This is impressive. She got a career. She on it. Yeah, she doing a little twisty motion and shit. She doing a little hand, the little washing machine. Like uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's your heart. That's yeah. your heart. And she doing that shit with no support because usually you have to like lean on your and, elbow. Like, you don't have to brace and support. She doing that shit off straight neck. Like that's great. <laughs> that's a that's an Olympian right there. She's a runner. She's a track star. <laughs> Still watching the video. <laughs> take a tip. Um, take a tip. Listen, listen. She's a cute girl. I'm not not attracted. So, the, so the debate in the group chat was whether or not Nelly's dick is quote unquote small. So my vote is, and this is this is a disclaimer because I lean more so towards like, you know, bumpy coochies. Like that's just like my dream. <laughs> So I think the no, way that I, the way that I perceive, you know, uh, external plum- plumbing, is um, a little bit different. From the way you are saying this, from right? from <laughs> I'm trying to be inclusive. You know what I mean? Um, Try not to be too vulgar, but then also yes, being voted. But yeah, so like I think the way that I perceive it is like I think his dick is like a nice size. I don't think it's like necessarily like big. Like I wouldn't say he has a big dick, but I'd be like. I wouldn't look at it and say like it's a shrimp emoji. Like niggas are putting <laughs> niggas are I'm posting sorry. shrimp emojis on Twitter. And that's how I ended up finding out what I'm he was sorry. trending for. Because when I first looked him up, I thought it was like, oh, he trended twelve uh twelve hundred tweets in the last hour. I'm thought I thought he was dead. Like I thought oh, he was dead. And mean, then all I see is shrimp emojis, and I'm like, oh damn, he got a micro penis. You know what I mean? Which is okay. That's cool. You know, like you can work with that if mm-hmm. you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But I just that's not what I saw. So I was just like, oh, okay, cool. It's like it's like all right. Yeah, I mean, I think people are dragging it. I very much think. I mean, well, I mean, I'm similar to you. I've been with people with all sorts of anatomy, and I enjoy whatever's happened if we all enthusiastic about it. But um, I don't think it's a small dick at all. I mean, I think if we're just talking about like relative to what is to be considered small, I don't think he has a small dick. It's also very thick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. what I said. I said girthy. Yeah, yeah. but I also girthy. did say small. <laughs> I'd say I'd say it's average. I mean, if I yeah. saw if I saw a dick that looked like that, I wouldn't be like shocked. Okay, but I guess for some reason, like I don't know, maybe I need to unpack this. But I just assume that celebrities like Nelly. Yeah, because so they always like rapping about how big their dick is. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess. But maybe it's those those up. are the people that got this smallest yeah. ones. Yeah, they always talking about beating it up, and we ain't gonna stop till nine a.m. and like all that extra <laughs> shit. And they come to find out they regular people, just like us. They just right, that's what out. I was gonna say. These niggas, these niggas <laughs> coming all sizes, just like the average nigga walking down the sidewalk. Like a, I don't know, big dick is not a prerequisite for fame. Nelly is forty-seven years old. No, stop playing. I thought he was like thirty-eight. Really. I thought he was like in his late thirties or something. He was grown when we were kids. I thought he was like in yeah, early twenties. But I, it's still hard to believe that. I guess wow, that makes sense to me. He's forty-seven. He's still kind of fine though. No, he's definitely an attractive man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I just want to talk about everybody's dicks. <laughs> Safari, that's a boss. Oh, yeah. oh <laughs> that my goofy nigga! <laughs> I completely forgot about that. I will never forget. <laughs> no, yeah. I will never. Forget. I guess because I just started this. It's, it's Safari. 
I was surprised that um well Lenny Kravitz is kinda average. Like it's it popped out when he was like in concert one time. I was just listening to the Reed episode where they were. Oh talking yeah. About I was like I that conversation came up recently for some reason. That's what it was. I looked up Safari Age and this popped up. <laughs> <laughs> Not the actual Safari. With the eyes. <sighs> but yeah. That's interesting. I don't think anybody's dicks have popped out lately. So I don't know. There's not much material. I just like I can't believe that anybody would post their dick accidentally. Like it just can't happen. Yeah, no. I don't accept it. Believe that either. But also, if you film me sucking your dick, you filming it with my phone. You're not doing that shit with your phone. It's not just gonna. It's not just gonna be in your collection in your cloud. No, absolutely the fuck not. Hmm. Because niggas are trifling and they do shit like that to prove you know whatever. Um, there's a I mean there's a rumor, you know, that we heard in the group chat that you know he did this to. I guess prove that he didn't sexually assault somebody or something like that. Yeah, it's a very small rumor at this point, so I don't want to say too much. But allegedly, that's the that's the rumor. That's I don't mean. know the details of that, but it sounds like some shit a nigga would do, and I'm inclined to believe it. To be honest, but everything is alleged. But yeah, like you said, I'm not recording. Nobody's recording me on their phone. Not in this age of technology. Yeah. Side Especially with my face like that, right? Yeah, no. With the light on, they got the flash on, all energy. They got the ring light. But uh, I, so a little segue, little Carter story. Ooh. I did record a sex tape in college, my first semester in college. It was um, back when, like, not everybody had iPhones like that. We recorded <laughs> it on my webcam with my laptop. Burned that shit onto a DVD, bitch. <laughs> goodness yes but i kept every copy of the dvd and then i destroyed them all when we broke up i kind of well yeah i was we were of age so i was like i kind of wish i said it and i was like dang well, grown ups we were um On but yeah, DVD. it was my first sex tape it does not exist anymore sorry y'all <laughs> i apologize to the world i recorded a couple like little segments or whatever but as soon as i saw my face i'm like do it this shit because like, my forehead just looks so big like so <laughs> This angle right here like a windshield. I was like, who is sucking your dick? That's not me. Not the brain. Oh, no, girl. No. Uh-oh. Looking like Megamind and shit. And, I don't believe you. I promise you. I promise you. I, I don't accept that. On everything I love. I'm I sure like you look great sucking dick, LOL. Maybe the lower side of my face. <laughs> not this shit. Uh-oh. I'm so glad I don't work for corporate America and I can have this conversation with right. y'all. I'm so glad I got two names. But y'all don't y'all know me. You don't know me. That's I got like hilarious. three names. But, but you yeah, know. Maybe one maybe one day again, but I'll get dog up like she did. Oh yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah. I'm about to take my tripod on my day on Sunday. Listen. <laughs> you you lit out here. Listen, I'm just I'm in my what is it, my third thought era? Y'all get ready. We'll see. We'll see what happens next. Okay. I love to see it. Okay, so what are the crimes? The crimes are the revenge porn, lying about accidentally posting the sex tape, because we know. Right. Yeah, because we know. We don't know if she consented to being posted, but if she did not, crime. Yeah, honestly, in community service and therapy, definitely. Well, all niggas need therapy. That's not even punishment. It's just a prerequisite at this point. Because your first crime was being a cis-hit man, so that's, you know. <laughs> I gotta go. You probably already did jail time for that shit anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Un- unpack that. 
And why you felt the need to post that girl all on social media? I hope she's okay. Because that's yeah. embarrassing as fuck. It's everywhere. And she didn't consent to it. Now, if she had some kind of backdoor deal where she was like, I'm trying to get a leg up and, you know, be an Instagram baddie and this will up my status. Yeah, I love that. I love it. Yeah, and can you send me the contract so I can make a copy? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, who would you fuck for, Tech? Oh, baby, if it's a check involved, all that matters is the commas. Oh, okay. Excuse me. Then. Yeah, that's locked and loaded. Why did I want that? I was like, yeah, Vontae It ain't about who was about. No, I would fuck Trevante on a fucking Broadway stage for free, bitch, for tomorrow, tonight. I just got my lashes done. Don't play with me. <laughs> I am ready. No, for Trevante real. is different. On the IG story, I don't give a fuck. IG story, put it on the Times Square screen, um, <laughs> CNN, MSN, NBC, everything. <laughs> Broadcasted. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Oh, I agree. So, yeah. But definitely crime stoppers, jail. Oh yeah. <laughs> Immediately. You do not pass go. And you'll collect no no rewards, no none of that shit. No anonymous tips. Because first of all, your first crime was being crime stoppers. Why the fuck are you out here? You could have used all those resources. You could have used all those resources. Your crime is being crime stoppers. <laughs> Platinum. Oh, that's been a little Platinum bracelets? Oh, where, where did y'all get the money for all that shit? Is that where our taxes are going? Are handcuffs really platinum? Huh? What are they making? I bet it's just steel. It's probably yeah. It's probably just I'm overthinking. So that's money. Okay, hotel. The hotel stay. What else they say? A, a dinner. It's, get it for the homeless people. <laughs> Give people some socks and heaters and shit and blankets. It's cold out here. True. It's February. February. Don't nobody need that shit. Y'all are wrong. Y'all are wrong for that. <sighs> yeah. That's my well, brother. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. And I love my co-host. Oh, oh we I love, love y'all. <laughs> Well, y'all show us some love on the socials, like Aaron said at the top, Instagram, Facebook, at I Ain't a Killer Podcast, Twitter, at I Ain't a Killer Pod, email address, at I Ain't a Killer Podcast at gmail.com, and join our Facebook group. Yeah, we want to talk to y'all. Yeah. I ain't got nothing to do. Please, please talk to us. <laughs> yeah, we're begging at this point. <laughs> Don't make us look pathetic. You going to make me get a one knee on Valentine's Day? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Sound like a nigga from a Tyler Perry movie. All right. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day, y'all. Bye. Bye. Bye.